All right. So we're talking about faith and love being fundamental to our authority. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, I said we have come at this, uh, the whole issue of love from different angles. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that we, we the message God has been hammering at, you know, to us is simply this, that, listen, if we are walking with him and trust him, he will take care of business for us. You don't have to defend yourself. Oh, you don't know what they said about me. They said about Jesus, and he didn't have to bother himself, bother himself with it. You know, they said about uh, about the three uh, Hebrew children, uh, 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 men, and Abednego. He didn't have; they didn't have to defend themselves. In fact, they told Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel three. He said, "Oh, King, we are not careful to answer you in this matter." So, we don't have to. Uh, 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 oh, I have to defend myself. It is unnecessary. It is totally unnecessary. Daniel did not defend himself. They accused him. They did everything, but Daniel trusted God, and God saved him. Amen. And 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 and, and, and if, if you look at First Peter two, on verse twenty-three, you know it says that uh, that when <clears throat> let me read that so that we are all on the same page because I want to make sure that I pick up from there. Um, First Peter 2, verse 23, you'll find, you'll find in First Peter 2, in verse 23, it says this, uh, from, in verse 22, talking about Jesus, who did not sin, neither was, neither was deceit or God ever found in, in his lips, on his lips. When he was reviled and insulted, he did not revile and offer insult in return. When he was abused and suffered, he made no threats of vengeance, but he trusted himself and everything to him who judges fairly. Jesus trusted himself and everything to him who judges fairly. We always want to defend ourselves. We always want to undertake for ourselves and all that. Well, then we shut God out, and then we wonder when we need God, He doesn't show up. Jesus is our defense. Jesus, Jesus is our defense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is our defense. So, no matter what the enemy tries, just remember that if you trust God, God will, God will, God will be there for you. Amen. Bring you out, he will defend you. You don't need to go and undertake for yourself and create problems for yourself. Well, I think I'm going to handle it this way. No. Just let go and let God. Let go and let God. You see, forgiveness makes you whole. Forgiveness makes us whole. It's just the door to the enemy. 
Satan is always looking for an opening. You see. He will see, he will look for how he can put a wedge between you and somebody that, you know, you love and care about just out of, you know, from nowhere. And if you buy that, then he wins. Don't try to become who you are not. You are a child of love. Father by a father of love. God our father. So in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, it says here, it says that, uh, For if you are in Christ, neither circumcision, nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. Is a faith, is it, you know, you don't have to go by do's or don'ts. It is faith activated, energized, and working through love. He says the energy of faith comes from love. Uh-huh. Faith, he says the energy of faith comes from love. So the faith is, you know, uh, the, the powerhouse is the love of God operating in us. The powerhouse of, of, of faith, love, is the powerhouse, and it is given to us, Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Hallelujah. So if you if you go to if you go to Romans chapter 5 and, and verse 5, you'll find there that it says that the love of God was poured out in our hearts. Uh, King James says, share in our hearts. Uh, and amplifies it, pour into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who, who lives in us. So when you have the Holy Spirit, you are a born again child of God. You have the love of God in you. The love of God, meaning the God kind of love, agape love, which is sacrificial love, love that, you know, is unconditional, puts the interest of others first before yours. It is not selfish. It is selfless. You see? The love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So you, you have you the, the love of God in He's you. talking something with his son. I don't know what he's saying. He wants the bed to be made. The love of God is in you because you have the Holy Spirit in you. Christ lives in you. If Christ is in you, you have the love of God in you. Amen. All right, first, first John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. Hallelujah. Somebody took advantage of you or give so that God can restore you. 
Somebody took advantage of you, forgive so that God can restore you. First John chapter four and verse eight says, he who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him for God is love. God is what? Love. love. God is love. So if God is love, and Christ lives in us, and we are, you know, Christ lives in us, so the love of God is in us. And if we are in Christ, that is, we are walking in union with him. When we are walking in union with him, in agreement with him, doing what he says to do, choosing to forgive, then the love of God can be expressed, you know, through us, and our faith can then become effective, or effectual, whichever way. You want to you want to look at it. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, God is love, and John chapter one, in John's Gospel chapter one, we see that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. So if the word, if God is love and the word is God, therefore the word is love. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Who is this Thank one? You, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. In the beginning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me say that again. God is love, First John 4, 8. And in First John, in John chapter 1, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. And the word was present, John chapter 1 from verse 1, you know, through 3. He was present originally with God. Let me read one again. In the beginning was the word, and the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God Himself. And we say that God is love. And uh, according to uh, according to First John chapter four, and we know that that is true because God said so. And not only that, did He say so, He has demonstrated His love to us. Amen. Amen. He has demonstrated his love to us. So we know that God is love because that love he shows, he demonstrates to us. We are beneficiaries of God's love. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Amen. Amen. So I said that God is love. The word is God. So the word is love. Are you with me? So Things that are equal to one equal, equal to the same thing. Okay, that's a call axiom in geometry. So now, if the word is love, now let's go there to Hebrews chapter chapter eleven. Hebrews chapter eleven. Hallelujah! Remember, we started from the fact that faith is energized. Faith is energized and works. Through love. So faith is the powerhouse. 
sorry, love is a powerhouse for faith to be able to work. So if we are not working in love, the faith of God in us cannot be operational. Now, please remember in Galatians 2 verse 20 that we are not talking about our faith. We're talking about the faith of the Son of God in us. And you all agree with me that you have the Son of God. And if you have the Son of God, you have the faith of God. If you have the Son living in you, you have the Spirit of God living in you, you can't have the Son without the Spirit of God living in you. So you have the love of God in you. And if you have the Son of God in you, and you have the Word of God, guess what? You have the love of God available to you. Now, Hebrews 7, 1, he says, there now faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. King James. Amplified, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. It says faith is a substance. So now faith is tangible. Faith is not abstract. Faith is a substance. So faith is tangible. So if faith is tangible, then what makes faith tangible? Now, please, the word substance there, if you go to Hebrews 1.3, it says Jesus is the express image of the person of God. That word person in Hebrews 1.3 is the same word substance in Hebrews 11.1. 1. So now we can say that faith is the person of Jesus of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. Now the person of Jesus is the word of God. Amen? The person of Jesus is the word of God. So if I have the word, I have Jesus for something. Remember, you know, Jesus paid for everything and everything we receive, we receive through him. In him and through him. So now, when I have the word for something, that means I can have it. Now, what I mean by the word here now, the word is a living word. The word that is quickened to you. The word that you know, God ministers to you, the Rema word. And so when you pick this word and study, and that word comes alive to you, that you have a revelation, that becomes a Rema to you. Now you have the Rema. Yes, ma'am? You said Jesus is the person of God. Can you say that statement again? Uh, Hebrews 11, one is, Hebrews, 11, Hebrews 1, 3. You can, can, you can check there. He says that Jesus is the sole expression of the glory of God, the outraying or radiance of the, of, the, of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of, of, of God's nature. That was the way you simplified it. Jesus is the person of God. Oh, oh okay. So I said, I said that Hebrews, the word substance means also means person. So I said, you know, transpose that and said, Jesus of faith is a is a Jesus of things hopeful because you know, uh, 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 faith is a person of Jesus of things hopeful. 
And you know that everything we have and will ever have is through that name and because of what he did for us. You cannot receive without being in him and through him. And so faith is the person of Jesus of things so forth. Now, if you take out the word, substitute the word person with the rema word, the rema word, the quicken word, the noun word of God. So faith is a noun word of God, the quicken word of God, of things. The word hope means earnest expectation, earnest expectation of something good, not just, you know, earnest expectation of something good, that something good is going to happen for you. Amen. Some earnest expectation of something good. So now, we say that God is love, and and the word and, and and the word is God. So the word is love, right? And now we find that faith is the word of God of things hopeful. So you can see that you can't have the word operational without the love of God being operating operation. As a matter of fact, when you read the Bible, it says of Jesus, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion, and then he spoke. He was moved with compassion, and then he spoke because he did not want people to continue suffering when he knew the love of God is flowing through him, and then to be able to let that love manifest in people's life, he had to speak the word. And when he spoke the word, he released faith with his word. You see, God wants us to speak the word and release faith. And when you release faith, something good must happen. Now, <clears throat> you see, in, in, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, and verse 32, hallelujah, Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, and verse 32, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Here is, here is how Jesus' words were characterized. And reading from the Amplified, and they were amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. God's word, the word that Jesus, our Lord, spoke, was with authority, had weight, had ability, and power. What is that? The word was with authority. In other words, authority means the power of rule or government. The power of rule or government. The power of one whose command must be obeyed. Authority is the power of one whose command must be obeyed. So when we are in union with Christ, when we are in agreement with the Lord and speak, Okay, when we are in agreement, you cannot walk in agreement if you're not walking in love. Okay, when you're walking in love, power flows. Then when you now speak, decree a thing, or you are praying for a miracle, you release the authority, the power of rule that make demons tremble because the authority means the power of rule of government, the power of one whose command must be obeyed. The command must be obeyed. The com that is authority. I know that 
you know, authority means delegated power or influence, but this one will make you see what I'm talking about. You know, yes, going to all the world, he delegated that power to us, but I want you to see this one that I have the power of rule of government that when I speak, my command must be obeyed. Amen. That when we speak, our command must be obeyed. Remember, you are not speaking your words and the, the, see the faith is not your own. It is God giving you his faith to operate with because Jesus is in you. It's the faith of the Son of God. The love is not your own. It's the one God gave us and said it is now our own. So now you speak because you know the channel is open. You have clear channel with God. You know that you know the love of God is flowing through you. And so you want to see God's glory. And so you speak with authority, knowing that this command must be obeyed. It cannot be, you know, there's no question of the enemy saying, no, it cannot happen. Because authority means the power of rule of government. The power of one whose command must be obeyed. My command must be obeyed when I know, when I remember who I am. Sometimes I forget. But when I remember who I am, and I get myself to speak, I must see the glory of God. Amen. Now he says the word, his word had ability. So when you speak the word of God, there is, it has a self-fulfilling power. That's what gives, that's why it's, it's, it, the word has ability. It is not the words of man. Remember, the Rema word is a living word. It's not the one that's written on the papers, which is Logos. The Rema word, the quicken word is a living word. So now when you release that word, it's got the ability, the power of God is there to fulfill what God has said. What mm -hmm. he has spoken, which is in line with the word of God. Mm -hmm. All right? And it says his word had weight. Weight, the word had weight. That is the glory of God. The super heavy weight of God. The glory of God is, is hovers around his word, over his word because the word and the spirit are one. And so now uh, you release the word. Uh, in a, you say in the name of Jesus, uh, you release the word. And say, oh, yeah, when I say in the name of Jesus, that word is released. That burning sensation cannot return. Amen. It cannot return because the word has self-fulfilling power. Amen. That is why by the time we, as Brother Graham, you said that before we finish, by the time we get through, those every weakness is gone. Why? Because the word has power. The word has self-fulfilling power. The word has ability. The word has weight, carrying the glory, the glory of God, the super heavy weight of God. And when the glory comes, everything that's not of God must crumble under the weight, under the weight, under the weight. Everything that's not of God must crumble under the weight of the glory, under the weight of the glory of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And the word has power. Amen. That is self-fulfilling power. Amen. Okay, so, so you can go back there to, to lose God's with chapter 1 and verse 37. Lose God's with chapter 1 and verse 37. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. Amen. With God, nothing is ever impossible. Amen. And no word from God shall be without power. You see, that's what we need to get the Amplified Bible. He said, with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power Amen. or impossible fulfillment. 
Other than mm-hmm. say, with God, nothing is impossible. No, you got to get the amplified. He makes it louder. With God, nothing is ever impossible. And no, from God shall, make, shall be without power or impossible fulfillment. You see, you read this, your faith must come alive. The faith of you must come alive. He said, this word I'm speaking cannot return for it. This word I'm speaking has itself fulfilling power. It carries the witch, the glory, the ability of God to fulfill, to do what God said he would do. Now, what makes that possible is that I am walking in love. You are walking in love. Here is how this works. All right. Somebody is sick and your heart goes out. The love of God begins to flow through you. You exercise authority because as you exercise authority, you're releasing faith. See, because of the love of God, you are prompted to release your faith. And you speak, something happens. God makes it good. Now, what happens then, you come back to yourself and you take authority and you find that nothing happens. When the enemy attacks you, then you have to know there's something not right that God is putting a finger and especially it's always about forgiveness. He said, when it comes to you, you have to do what I said. Yes, you have somebody, the love of God flows through, the heart of God, you have the heart of God for that person, and the love flows through you. But when it comes to you, you have to deal with what God said to deal with. You got to forgive and let go. You see, you said, oh, I don't know. How are you going to prove that? How are you going to, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Now, in John chapter 14, now my time is up. I just started. You just got started. The time is up. John 14 and verse 30. Jesus said that I will not talk with you much more. For the prince, the evil genius, the evil genius ruler of this world is coming. That word is coming means it keeps coming. The devil comes, he keeps coming. He's coming and he has no claim on me. Did you hear that? Jesus said the devil had no claim on him. He had no claim on me. He has nothing in, in common with me. There is nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. Let me read that again. He said, the devil is coming. He has no claim. He said, he has no claim on me. What would make the devil have claim on you? (laughs) The devil have claim on you if if you have what is his. He said, but I didn't steal. But if you carry on forgiveness, you carry what belongs to the devil. Now you give him power over you. He has claim over you. You don't know what they did to me. You are still here. They wanted to kill me alive. You are still here. The fact that you are here means they couldn't succeed. 
Don't give them any more power over you with your, with your words. The devil can't take you out. He can't take me, he can't take you out before your time. Even when it is your time, he's not the one taking you out. God said, come home and come and, sit, come and rest. Amen. The devil has no power over us as God's children. No witchcraft power can take you out. Amen. Witchcraft or whatever the enemy tries to throw at you is too small for the, for, for the name. It's too small for the name. It's too small for the name. It's too small for the word. Amen. It's too small for the word. It's too small for the name. The name is a strong tower. The name is a strong tower. We don't need to eat and we are safe. High above every evil and strong. So then we don't have to give the enemy room for him to have claim over us. Time will not permit me. I, 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 you know, I don't, think, I don't teach theory. I teach practical. I don't teach theory. In theory, you just come and you regurgitate stuff and then, you know, nothing happens. But when you have put the word to work, I had a situation in my home and uh, I would take authority and nothing happens until the enemy had his way. I said, Lord, what happened? What's going on here? But you gave me your word. He said, yes. But what's going on here? He said, you know what? That person you thought you forgave, you have not forgiven. He said, when the name is mentioned, you're upset. Huh? If you were to see the person, you'd be upset. He said, that says you have not forgiven. Yes, mm -hmm. on your knees, you say, Lord, I forgive. But then you get up. He said, that is not forgiveness. True forgiveness is if you remember the name or you mention the name, the pain is no longer there, the hurt is no longer there. And 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 the way to the way to uh, 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 help us for this is simply this: when you forgive the person, start praying for the person. Start praying for the person. You don't know what to pray. Pray in tongues. In fact, pray in tongues because that will help you. Because when we do this, the fiery darts are shut out. The fiery darts are shut out. So what have we said? Very simply. For us to be able to walk in authority and pray effectively, authority in prayer, authority in speaking, it has to be faith energized by love. Love gives the power, is the power behind faith to work. We establish that faith, love, love and faith are one, and you know, because Jesus is love. God is love. Jesus is God. The word is love because the word is God. And faith is the word of God of things hoped for. So you can see that it is, it's almost like a, you know, Going around in a circle by the same thing. But yet, the two, the, the same, you know, it, it looked like the same, but they're two distinct things. Because if you say that you love somebody, but you don't demonstrate that love, that demonstration of that love is faith in action. 
that demonstrates the love of God is faith in action. It is the love that will prompt you to do something good that can take away disaster or pain or trouble from somebody's life. And so when we are in alignment, we find that that's when we really are in Christ. Okay, we are in union with him. And the power is available for mm -hmm. us to speak. And then when we speak, it must produce results. Because we're not speaking our words, we're speaking the words of God. It is God's word that God fulfills. Mm -hmm. Let an act of Jeremiah 1.12. What do you mean my word to perform it? He mm -hmm. performs his word. So you speak his word mm -hmm. and he will make it good. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 